Hey everyone. I'm sure that if you've been on social media at all, you've seen something interesting that people have posted. Something like, I can't adult today. Or maybe you've seen a post where they actually said something like, coffee, adulting is hard. Um, which is kind of like saying that either you need an escape from being an adult, or what you need is a reward for being an adult. Which is kind of bizarre. But hashtag adulting is pretty popular on social media. A lot of people have used it really to kind of kind of make fun of themselves um, as they struggle with all the responsibilities that we have in being an adult. Um, something like paying our own bills or um, making our own doctors and dentist appointments or mowing the grass or getting your own groceries or getting the oil changed in your car or sadly sometimes even just showing up for work. Um, you know, just everyday life. Sometimes people have to make fun of themselves about being an adult. Um, so somewhere along the line, this word adulting was created. What was an ad uh, adult, which was not a noun, actually became a verb in adulting, which I guess kind of does make sense because the word kid became kidding around. So I don't know. But sometimes I wonder if it's just me. Maybe it's just me that kind of like gets a little annoyed with the whole idea. But sometimes I think that people have really gotten a little too um, pampered in this world and really don't um, handle the responsibilities of life as well sometimes as maybe people did in the past or in generations past. Um, sorry, not sorry, but if that offends you, but I think it's really true. I think the term adult seems to have some sort of confusion actually though when it is that we become an adult and maybe that's where some of this lies. Um, I think the lines are very blurred on when it is that we actually become an adult. Um, you know you're considered to be an adult and you can start voting um, and start paying your taxes at 18 but you can't buy alcohol until you're 21. You can join the military at 18 and go fight for your country but yet you're not allowed to buy tobacco until you're 21. Um, we say that someone is an adult at 18, and we hear from all these experts though that tell us that our brain doesn't actually become developed totally until the age of 25 or older. Yet some of those same people will still say that those are the people that we should, we should allow young teenagers to vote, which doesn't make sense. Totally drives me crazy how it is that nothing seems to make sense when it comes to what an adult really truly is. So when is it that we actually become these true genuine specimens of adulthood? When are you an adult enough to drive? When are you adult enough to vote? When are you adult enough to get married? These are all the things that everybody wonders about. Well, I hear people all the time say that people shouldn't get married until they're in their 30s. Um, I didn't follow that. Uh, John and I were married very young. I was 18. He was 21. But you know, I've heard these same people say that you shouldn't get married until you're in your 30s. But I've watched some people be more ready at 18 than they are some 30-year-olds that don't seem ready at all for marriage. Um, I think sometimes that I've seen more teenagers actually become and be more mature than actually their adults' parents are. So when is it that we actually become these real adults? Um, how do we gauge what an adult is? Um, I think that we might make fun of the term adulting, but it actually might be a truer gauge of what an adult is than we truly thought. Um, by definition wise, 
Adulting is a term that's used to describe behavior that is as seen as responsible and grown up. So we can actually become an adult when we actually do grow up and we become responsible. We start to do the things that we're supposed to do as an adult. When our behavior is actually less about what feels good in that moment and it becomes more about what is actually more beneficial for us in the long run, in the long term, for the rest of our life. Um, a lot of times it's when we do things that are necessarily um, not fun and we don't want to do, but we do them anyway because we have to. You know, the truth is that we all grow older, but we don't all grow up. So what is it that actually makes adulting seem so hard? Is it all the responsibilities that come with it? Do a lot of times we just not want to grow up? Do we not want to change and actually have to be responsible, you know, contributing members of society? You know, when we're given those 24 hours in a day, um, what are we actually filling them with? What takes up those hours? Well, I think a really basic way of gauging adulthood is simply a person that can take care of themselves. They're not reliant on anyone else. That they're actually self-reliant. They can pay their own bills. They can do those things. They can be an adult and live in this world with no one else's help. Uh, if they have families, that they're actually responsible for their families, that they take care of them, that they provide for them. Some really simple way of being an adult is really, do you work? Do you have a job? Are you willing to spend some of your hours in a day um, working? Or are you just sitting around waiting for someone to provide for you? Someone to give you money so that you can succeed in life and somehow make it from one day to the next? You know, I think that um, Dave Ramsey really said it really well. Uh, he teaches Financial Peace University, and he has a saying that he says all the time that says, there's a great place to go when you're broke, and that's to work. And I totally agree with that. You know, one of the things that I learned really early on was that if I was going to have anything, that I had to work for it. Um, I actually started working at um, the business that we own today, me and John. I started working at that business when I was just like 14 years old. And I remember John's dad always being around the background and being a little bit nervous because he was pretty intimidating. And I remember John telling me, if you get done with something and you don't know what else to do, grab a rag and just start wiping stuff down and always look like you're working and my dad will be happy. And I think a lot of that work ethic of following um, John's dad and also John and watching some of those people pattern real strong work ethic is what actually changed me. And really, I started to recognize that how important work was that we needed to do. Well, the Bible tells us that same thing over and over again, how work is so important. In Proverbs 10, 4, it says, Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Now, you know, you might be sitting there thinking, well, I've worked hard my whole life and I'm not rich. Uh, but I'm sure in the great scheme of things, you're a lot richer than you would have been had you done nothing. Proverbs 14.23 says, Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. There's a whole lot of people that do a lot of talking and don't do a lot of moving. We see it all the time. Proverbs 20.13 says, If you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open and there will be plenty to eat. You know, the idea that we keep moving, that we actually uh, work to provide for ourselves is so important. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11 says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. 
Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. You know, the Proverbs has so much to say about hard work, about how we need to provide for ourselves, how we need to actually follow the example of what nature does, that they actually provide for themselves, that they store up things for themselves. I don't have enough time to even read you all the verses that I could find on it. But I think that we can agree just by reading the ones that we did, that you can see that God doesn't desire for us to be lazy at all. He actually wants us to be hard workers. He wants us to work in our lives to provide for our families, but he also wants to work, obviously, in the spiritual realm, the idea that we would actually care about drawing others to the kingdom, drawing people to God to change their lives. Well, I think somewhat, something happened along the way that work kind of started to get a bad rap. This idea that um, work is so dreary and dull and miserable and I don't know where it actually comes from. I wonder sometimes um, if it could have been maybe from the beginning of time with Genesis in the story of Adam. In Genesis 3, 17 through 19, it says, And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All of your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweater of your brow... Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? For you were made from the dust, and to dust you will return. You know, work isn't something new that actually Adam had. He already had a job. He had the job of uh, tending the garden, the Garden of Eden. He was there to take care of it, and he was also there to name all the animals that God created. But what changes in the, in the moment of sin was that it was going to be a little harder. It was going to be a little tougher. It was going to take more work. I think that's what people struggle with sometimes. I think that they get jobs that they don't necessarily like, and it becomes so tedious and so monotonous that they actually just really despise their work and their job. You know, I wonder sometimes if it's that that we actually can go back to, why people have such a hard time with their ideas of work and job. Or could it actually be from a bad word connotation? I kind of wondered about this, about Job's, Job's story in the Bible. The idea of Job was that he had so much, that he was um, rich, he had livestock, he had a family that was um, a, a big family that worked and, and that he loved, and he had a wife that cared for him, and he had um, prestige in the community. Um, but then we hear of the story where he actually loses everything in just one day. You know, sometimes I wonder if it's not just a weird word connotation that we look at. You know, our workplace is called a job, and then you have Job's life. And I wonder, J-O-B, maybe it's the reason why we kind of look at it as a curse also. You know, sometimes I think that we look at our work as a bad thing. But actually, I think what we need to do is we need in our minds to really look at sometimes, even if work is hard, that we need to look at it as a blessing, that we actually have an opportunity that we can go and we can provide for our families. Obviously, this has been a very, very tough time with a lot of people that did lose their jobs during this whole COVID um, situation. And I think that people a lot of times maybe even had a, a mindset at the beginning before this all happened that they really despise their job. 
and maybe through this all, maybe there's more of an appreciation of being able to go back and have that freedom to be able to go to work and to provide for your family like we need to. You know, God expects us to work and he expects us to work hard. Uh, the Bible makes it clear that Jesus worked hard, God worked hard, and the disciples, they all worked hard. As a matter of fact, God is still working. I think sometimes we read the Bible and we look at it and we think, oh, this is what happened in the past. But you know, God is still working. He's still moving things to our benefit. He's still trying to change things so that we can grow closer to him and that we can draw more people to him. You know, it says in John 5, 17, it says, In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. God's still working in all of our lives. He's not sitting up there taking it easy. He's sitting at the hand, the right hand of the Father, but he's not just sitting there just chilling and, and taking time off. God is still doing everything that he can to help us through our battles, to help us through our struggles. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6-10 says, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. You know, I think that sounds so harsh in today's world. We always want to help everybody and push them along. We want to give handouts. We want to make ourselves really sometimes feel good that we're helping someone else. But God actually was really against that. God actually wanted us to be self-reliant, that we would care for our own selves, that we wouldn't want to just constantly have our hands out and asking people for help. It actually says the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Now, let me preface, preface this, even though I really shouldn't have to. Um, there are obviously circumstances that we all have where people can't work, this is true, but I'm talking about those people who can and don't. These are the people that I'm talking about. You know, life is filled with choices. We all have choices every day, how we're gonna get up, how we are gonna spend our time. Are we going to lay in bed? Are we gonna hit that snooze button like 10, 15 times? Are we just gonna keep lounging? Are we gonna get up even though maybe the weather's not good? Or, or maybe you have a slight headache and you think, you know, I don't know if I want to go to work today. You know, you have to wonder, are you going to keep acting like a kid, an adolescent? Or are you going to act like an adult? Are you going to put on your big boy pants and big boy, big girl pants and get up and work and go do what you're supposed to do so that at the end of the week you can get a paycheck so that you can provide for the things that you need to have? You know, I think something really happened dangerous in our society where people are always telling each other just to just relax, take it easy. Chill out. Uh, don't work so hard. You know, there's so many times that we're telling these people these things, and it's so against really what God would want. God wants us to work and work hard. Not at our risk of our health, but, you know, we all know sometimes that that really isn't the problem. 
a lot of times it's more so just because we want to chill out and we want to relax and we want to just lay in the air conditioning and maybe do nothing. So it's actually quite the opposite with the way that God wants us to live. God actually intends us to get a job, to work a job, to be a hard worker when we do. Not that we have to. Not that there's somebody there that's actually holding a whip and, and ready to get us if we don't. But because we know that it's beneficial for us. We, we know that because we need to do it because it's good for us. You know, we're supposed to work. We're supposed to provide for ourselves and provide for those people that we're responsible for. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You know, I think a lot of times what people do is they think that they're not responsible for somebody else. You know, that they can't help them. But is it really Christian of us to not help, like when it is a family member, maybe that they need something, um, that we think, no, no, it's just about me. It's just about me. You know, if there's somebody that's under your care, there should be something inside you that actually wants to help our family member, that actually wants to provide for them and help them. We all know if we had children, there's a lot of times the money goes fast, <laughs> really, really fast when you have kids. It seems like those kids grow out of shoes like that. They're always growing out of clothes. Well, you wouldn't make your kids wear clothes that don't fit them anymore. You know, you would want to be able to help them and provide for them and help them to have a life that would be beneficial. God actually tells us that those are the people that we need to be responsible for. Sadly, that what happened in our society a lot of times is we kind of push this off, that we actually push this off on government or we push it off on the church, that the church or government should help them and not us. And see, that's not how God wanted us to be. God wanted us to actually care enough for our loved ones that we would actually provide for them. Um, it might be that someone doesn't work when they could be working. Sometimes I wonder if that's not really the truth, that it's not as bad as being an unbeliever. You know, um, I believe that hard work is really good for us. Um, being an adult is really good for us. Just not too long ago, it was a very hot day, and me and John were out there working our yard because not only do we run a business and not only do we help with the church, but, you know, we also have, like, two houses to take care of, and we're always trying to keep up. So there's always a lot of hard work that we have to do. And we were out there, and it was a very hot day, and the neighbor come by and said, Aren't you, don't you know that you should be sitting down and relaxing? It would be so nice. <laughs> but the truth is that you have to keep things up. You have to take care of things. You can't let things just all fall apart. So you have to keep going and you have to take care of things. You know, adulting is hard. A lot of times it is getting up early and it's going to be that you're going to stay late a lot of times. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Some things you think, oh, I would never do that. To be an adult, you do them and that's it. You have to get the job done. You have to show up to work on time. You can't be late. You have to give eight hours of work for what the eight hours of pay is. You have to be willing and able to listen to what someone tells you to do. You have to do what you're told. In our society today, that seems like it's a really big problem for people. A lot of people don't want to be told anything. Um, you have to do what needs to be done. And a lot of times you have to do it even when you're not told. Even when someone's there not watching you, you still have to do what you need to do. 
you know, I think it's so important for us to set an example for our kids and to model a good work ethic. The idea that we actually care about providing for them actually shows them that someday this is what they're going to have to do too. That we all have to provide. That we have to take care of our, our well-being. That we have to pay our bills. That we have to be um, responsible. That we can't let everything just be lost because we decide not to go to, to work that day. Um, I think it's taking responsibility for yourself and your needs and not expecting other people to take care of you. I think work teaches us so much, I think, about our daily lives and just the way we look at our lives and the way we look at God. I think it's important because not only do I see that God wants us to work um, and he wants us to model that, but I think the thing is a lot of times with us human beings, we don't do that well with a lot of spare time and open hours in our lives. You know, I think that God actually intended us to spend a lot of time um, working hard and then we sleep <laughs> and rest and recover for the next day. I think that when we don't work and we have all these open hours that we can fill, a lot of times what happens is we can get ourselves into a lot more trouble than we should. All it takes for you to know that is to know um, David's story. The time where David's supposed to be out and he could go with the men to fight in the battle, but instead he decides he's going to stay back and he's just going to chill and relax. And he goes up on the roof and he sees Bathsheba and she's bathing and he sees her beauty. And then he makes a lot of dumb mistakes in that. I think a lot of us don't do well with too much spare time. I think that if we keep ourselves busy sometimes with work, we could actually do so much more beneficial things in our lives by sometimes just being exhausted and not resting. There are things I'm sure that during this whole entire thing with COVID, you've had more spare time than you've ever had before. I know I have. And when you look at your spare time, what did you do with it? You know, what did you do with all this spare time? Last week when Cameron actually spoke, and he was talking about the fact of us coming back together. And I, I was amazed when you think about how much time has passed since we've been together. And I thought to myself, I wonder really how much more um, I could have done with that time. How many times I really did waste hours that could have been used more beneficial. You know, I think all of us sometimes really can get out of the habit of doing things that we should. Like, obviously, meeting together was kind of stalled out. But reading the Bible, edifying ourselves, unifying ourselves in our Bible reading, um, spending time in worship, trying to grow closer to God, um, listening to messages, um, not ours, but not only ours, others, that we could actually grow ourselves spiritually, that we would actually work on our faith because that's necessary. You know, I wonder sometimes when we look at how much time we've wasted, you know, maybe God gave us an opportunity really at this point going through all this to grow closer to him. And I think if we've actually gone farther away and we've grown farther and colder away from God, then it's really because of our, only, our own bad behavior. I think the problem is um, we need the structure of a job and we need work. Because if we don't have it, a lot of times we'll just get ourselves in trouble. I think too many people today are just sitting back, relaxing, and taking the easy way. The easy road. The easy road that they can follow instead. Um, but what's really interesting is the easy road, a lot of times it looks so easy, but it's very deceiving. The easy road, what happens is you get on it, and it turns into a much 
harder road, one that leads to poverty, one that needs to lack, one that leads really to a lot of disruptive behavior in a family situation because you can't pay the bills, a lot of struggle. So a lot of times what happens is this easy road looks so good, but it soon becomes much, much harder. Whereas the hard road, it looks tough, getting up every day, you know, going to work, spending those hours when you think you wish you could do anything but. A lot of times it's tough and it takes everything you can do sometimes to do it. But it's the only road that's gonna actually get you to where you really need to be. One that's gonna lead you to prosperity. One that's gonna lead you to blessings. One that's gonna actually lead you in peace in your family. You know, it's, it's hard, it's hard, no doubt about it. It's, it's very difficult to be an adult. But I really just wanna leave you with this. Take the hard road, take that hard road. Hashtag adulting. Let me pray for you. Well, Lord, we do ask, Father, that you would just help us, Lord, if we've gotten way too lax about work, if we've thought we could just sit back, relax, do nothing, not go, not spend those hours when we're supposed to and, and work hard to get that paycheck. Lord, I pray that there's something inside of our, our hearts and our brains that would change. Lord, we want to follow you and God and the disciples the way you did it. We want to be following you with the example that you set. We want to be able to model that for our children. I pray, Father, that you would help us all, Lord, to really just be motivated to work hard in this world, to try to provide for the people that we need to, to provide for ourselves and not look at this as a struggle or a battle, but that we'd actually grow as the people that you would want us to be, followers of you, disciples of you. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys.